Hello and welcome to a Muslim and a Jew. There we go. Okay, so today we're going to talk about CRT, um, critical race theory, what it is, um, what the legislation against it is, and like why it's important that we know it and learn it in school and are allowed to know it and learn it in school. Yes, exactly. It's extremely important. Um, but before we do that, Julia, where are you? <laughs> okay, I'm back in New York. Um, after our hiatus, because I was in Tanzania, I did not even, I think I went on my phone one time for two and a half weeks. It was literally amazing. Um, so yeah, and then I'm back in Dallas in two days. Where are you, Zema? (laughs) I am in California, um, Huntington Beach, Found Valley, Southern California. Um, that is where I am. That's my home. This is where I was bred. Um, yeah, I'm having a great time. Went to the beach yesterday. I'm really enjoying my vacation. So it's time to go back into the classroom in August. Good. So in that case, speaking of classrooms, we need to Mm. talk about CRT. All right. Critical race theory. Fabulous transition. Exactly. Perfect transition. (laughs) So for some background, there are a lot of efforts right now in conservative states, um, like Texas, where they are trying to curb the way um, race and racism is discussed in classrooms. So, for example, in Texas, they are passing or they are proposing, actually, they passed one law that curbs uh, the way CRT is discussed in classroom, and it's called HB 3979. And that law basically says that you can't pick a side. You can't, you know, critique one side. So that's very hard when you're talking about racism. Yeah. Because... (laughs) white supremacy is the culprit and you know so it's like it's you kind of have to be like hey white supremacy right yeah (laughs) an example of also of what they mean by you can't pick a side is the you can't you can't teach the kkk as morally wrong Mm -hmm. basically yeah so it's like it literally says like like white privilege or like white supremacy as morally wrong so Mm -hmm. yeah that literally and white supremacy and all that stuff is inherent in all of our structures. So how are you supposed to talk about race and racism? And also like, they don't, they're not thinking, how are we supposed to talk about the Holocaust? You know, when literally it's like white supremacy Mm -hmm. was the cover behind it. And like, so we're not going to pick sides. And then that's really dangerous because what happens when your students see you do that, not critiquing that side, especially your students of color. Yeah. And also just, okay, hold on. I want to back up though, before we talk about Mm -hmm. why this is so yeah messed up my mom doesn't like when I curse on this so I'm gonna curse a little less um okay wait what is critical race theory basically it's a concept correct me on anything if I'm wrong that's like over 40 years old the idea of critical race theory and the main idea is that race is a social construct which we know um and that racism isn't just racial prejudice or like bias it's something embedded in our legal systems our policies um our law all of our institutions basically right yeah exactly um very fundamental truths about race and racism basically that help us understand the role they play in our society um nothing to be scared of something that we should want to learn about and i would like to just credit kimberly crenshaw quickly because she's really awesome and I'm pretty sure again am I right she was one of the people who 
like created the basis of this concept, right? I do not know names in terms of who created the basic concept. I know the concept came out. It's like a graduate framework from the 70s or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. But um, okay, hold on. Good. Let me reference actual. Yes, let's get um, where it is due. Emerged out of a framework for legal analysis in the late 1970s, like you said, in early 1980s, um, created by legal scholars Derek Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw, and Richard Delgado, among others. And I just, like, really love Kimberly Crenshaw. She's the one who coined the term intersectionality, too, right? Ah, oh, I should know this because I read so much about intersectionality in college. So we, can, we can talk about intersectionality another day. Oh, a thousand percent. Oh, my God. That's a prerequisite to, like, every single socioeconomic movement ever yes. mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> um yeah so you yeah you define crt perfectly oh, um, yeah <laughs> it's mm-hmm. literally yeah like so for example i'm teaching about the fdr new deal and mm-hmm. um all of like the social quote-unquote social programs he was putting through and creating like well the federal housing administration and having them for example give out loans to help people buy homes and mm-hmm. develop wealth there mm-hmm. but all of those efforts were restricted to white people so yeah black people are not going in this at this time going to be able to have the same opportunity to accumulate wealth therefore you know contributing to the racial wealth gap that we, that we see today right so in yeah. order to understand that we have to learn about the history from that perspective to so say yeah. hey great program but it's only for white people yeah i.e. racism you know we have to talk about those things it's necessary <laughs> otherwise we don't understand our communities in the exactly, way they are. exactly there's no way to understand not just racism as it is today in america but just like you don't f- understand so many issues um and realities if you can't go backwards mm-hmm. and understand it doesn't have to be called critical race theory but basically critical race theory that race yeah. is a social construct. Race, race is not biological. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and racism is not like simply hatred or discrimination against exactly. people who don't look like you. It's implicit. So a lot of people don't know that they are. And it's like, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's so embedded within everything we consume. Yeah, we're all going to have our own biases. So it's important that we all check it. But yeah. that's actually really good a way to bring up why is CRT being fought against? Because mm-hmm. when you hear about, when you're explaining CRT and like how we need to learn about racism in our systems, yeah, we should. It's not really hard to understand. But when people hear critical race theory, it's, it's scared of people are scared of that i don't understand they're scared of it exactly like a lot of the arguments for it especially in texas they're trying to basically per, uh, per a student shouldn't have to feel guilt or blame when you know on, on the basis of their race but if you truly understand to protect the white kids yeah and just white people in general from you know feeling that guilt it's like we're crt's not meant to assign guilt it just those are feelings that inevitably come up because this is really hard to talk also, about. Everyone's if you truly understand critical race theory and race and racism as a white person, you will move past like your fragility and like guilt because you realize that that's irrational and unhelpful. So mm-hmm. I also want to just say we're talking about or us talking about like why there is this like fight against CRT um, that and I'm pretty sure we're on the same page with this. There are a lot of different ways. Basically, we define racism um, as a system 
um, that um, basically provides or denies access, resources, and privilege based on your race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, it's not prejudice. That's different. It's a separate definition. Yeah, that's like another definition. Um, yeah, and then they're changing the definition too with like racism because like it's it's also like talks about the hierarchy of race. Yes. That, like, yes. The denial of resources based on the idea that like white people are like not are, but you know, are superior. And so they deny those resources based on that idea and too. That's also what creates racial tensions between other groups that mm-hmm. are just non-white uh, mm-hmm. racial groups because it was set up as a hierarchy not a spectrum so white is on top and the darker you are the less value you have based on mm-hmm. our, the system of racism and white supremacy that is not accurate obviously um and that was very purposefully created mm-hmm. um in after, after you know uh that guy bloom blumenbach created basically the idea of whiteness Mm -hmm. um so that groups of color would be distracted fighting with each other instead of fighting against whiteness and white supremacy yes like oh man the way that racism was created was so intentional yeah i want to like really get into it but also i don't want to like drift away from like the conversation so maybe we could do like a thing just like on what we know about racism and racism yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. like we can oh go so much into this but like that's basically why CRT is so scary for some people who don't understand it and so yeah there's the, like they're more focused on like protecting like the feelings of you know white guilt that or to guard against white guilt basically yeah. that's the main thing and they want to protect like the image of like the way the United States is and so on and so forth. Where it's like, yeah. we're all messed up. We all need to progress. We're not perfect. Like the, the worst thing they were like, they don't want us to teach about slavery other than just like this blemish in our history. Like mm-hmm. thing that happened, but there's no bearing on our history today, which what that's like one of the things that get me, like they just want to curb the way we speak about it. Technically, I want to make certain things clear. There's a lot of misconceptions about what these bills are going to do, like in Texas. And it's not going to ban us from talking about critical race theory and race and racism in current events. It's not going to ban us. It is just going to make us make it a little bit more complicated because we can't pick certain sides, mm-hmm. but already CRT and those conversations are rarely discussed in Texas uh, classrooms. So little's going to change, to be honest. The only thing is that anxiety is going to be heightened because now there's going to be an avenue for parents to complain yeah. about teachers who do teach it and TEA is going to have like a system that they need to set up to kind of like address you know teachers who do do that we don't know what that's going to look like we don't know if job security is going to be a problem we don't know yet it's all very vague but the mm-hmm. fact that they're trying to just whitewash further whitewash and censor our curriculum is like the problem it's not going to be yeah. super crazy but I mean I think going back also to what you said about people being afraid of CRT because they don't understand it. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. White fragility, but, um, and white rage, but also part of it is the people who do understand CRT and are threatened by us understanding CRT because yeah. that empowers the population. Yeah. 
Oh, a thousand percent. I think for like a lot of the part that parents side and the community members, they don't really know CRT. So that's what they're like freaking out against it. Yeah. But then I, of course you have the people who do understand it and it is going to empower the hell out of us. Anybody, because, I mean, everybody, white people yeah. and black people and everybody else, like any yes. community, any individual, um, is empowered when they understand critical race theory and mm-hmm. how their race like matters in their life and in the world. Yeah. Like I was, yes, as you know, fairly depressed um, mm-hmm. and frustrated. And I felt very isolated when I basically learned critical race theory. Not, we didn't call it that, but that's basically what I was learning. And it was very overwhelming but once you push past the uncomfortableness, like it became empowering. I was like, I just, you eventually feel like you're equipping yourself to make change. Exactly. Because <laughs> you're not going to be able to address and fix a problem if you don't know what the source is. And that's yes. like with anything in the world. If you have yes. a broken pipe in your sink you can't just like tape it over you need to figure out what's happening so it's like you can apply that analogy with anything how in the world are we going to fix what's happening like the racial wealth gap and i don't know unemployment all that stuff that's disproportionately targeting people of color in this country if we don't talk about racism racism yeah yeah or make it harder for us to talk about it and the way that this ties in so well to our theme of unlearning is that like once you understand critical race theory, once you understand race and racism Mm -hmm. for what they are, it helps you like see everything you've learned from a different perspective because it touches on everything we've learned in school. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, yeah, it is unlearning. No, because I mean, when I was going to school, I didn't learn about critical race theory my seventh grade teacher said that the Civil War happened because we wanted to preserve the Union. You know, that's, right? Like, we, I didn't learn it. I don't remember learning it. I genuinely don't yeah. remember. And so I did not care about school in that way. I knew school was important to help me succeed. I didn't think about it as a way to empower me until I got to college. Yeah. That's yeah. when I learned about critical race theory. And that's when my mind completely blew. Yeah. And I literally felt like I couldn't do anything else but, like, address this issue because, like, oh, my God, our systems are literally, like, fine, we're not allowed to be explicitly racist anymore. So we just left it to our systems to do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we don't want to very surface-level address racism because we don't understand what race is. Exactly. We don't understand what racism is. And also what's just like kind of freaking annoying about this whole thing is everyone's like critical race theory, critical race theory, critical race theory. It's literally just what racism is. Yeah. Understanding what racism is. Like, can everyone freaking relax? Like, do you want to be stupid? That was unprofessional. Sorry. But like, (laughs) like, is it enjoyable to be ignorant about race and racism? I guess. I guess ignorance is what you can't learn about only the little cutesy things that you want to learn about. All right. Like the world isn't 4th of July, Independence Day, Forefathers 
saved us. No, that's not how our history played out. Like, you are living in a lie. I purposefully left the country on the 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) I can't take it anymore. (laughs) We we cannot celebrate the 4th. We should have done a podcast podcast episode on the 4th of July. July Because why are we celebrating that holiday? No one was free but white men who owned land. (laughs) Also, like, it's like it's it's kind of like thanksgiving like thanksgiving is my favorite holiday i'm not gonna lie but like to blindly celebrate it when it was genocide is like obnoxious and like embarrassing like Mm -hmm. just at least understand and know and appreciate like the reality of the history of our holidays Mm -hmm. and so that you can celebrate what you want to celebrate and like also like honor people who were impacted not in a positive way for whatever it is you're celebrating. Exactly. Like some of these bills, the the second bill, SB3, that's being proposed now in Texas, um, it already passed in the Senate and it's awaiting a vote in the House because, as you know, the House Democrats left Texas to kind of like break quorum. That's pretty dumb. Pause the voter suppression bills that were also proposed. So they're not there. So we can't do anything right now about this bill and it's going to die in the House by August seventh or something when the legislative session ends however governor abbott can call a session as many times as he wants so it's probably going to pass but sb3 is basically the same thing as hb 3979 you can't pick a side but you also what does that even mean literally yeah no if someone's like oh my god the white supremacists took down the confederate statues oh no no the white supremacists are supporting the confederate statues you have to be like um yeah how do you feel about that like you can't really like get them to talk about or critique aside and be like, yeah, because white supremacy and white supremacy did this to the people, which is why they want to take down the Confederate statue. You can't do that. You have to be like, mm, yeah. And like struggle because you can't pick mm, a side. I wonder who was uh, um, the bad guy in the Civil War. Does anyone have any idea? <laughs> <laughs> so imagine how stupid you're going to feel as a teacher. All right, how the students are going to look at you like, what the hell? Like, you're not going to talk about how the Confederacy is trying to keep slaves, enslaved people? No, we can't. We're not allowed to. So I'm still going to do it as a teacher. Don't get me wrong. But I'm lucky because I have students whose parents generally will not care if I talk about race or racism. Like, they're not going to submit complaints. The students who are benefiting from white supremacy and parents who are benefiting from white supremacy are going to be the ones who are going to, like, helicopter over teachers about this. That's what's sad. Yeah. And it's just going to further, like, perpetuate the idea that we can't talk about critical race theory already. Um, But SB3, just to, like, we were that bill that you can't pick one side or another, that's HB3979. SB3 is going to expand that to all grade levels. And you, you're not allowed to give incentives to your students to um, engage in civic activities. Mm. You can't be extra credit grade. You can't do that anymore. And then teachers, oh, this is also inherent in HB 3979. Teachers do not, they can totally opt out of any type of training that's to do with like racial bias or diversity inclusion. Teachers don't have to do that anymore if they don't want to. This, this makes me horrible. so tired. This makes me tired. It's exhausting. It's ab- just want to make it worse and worse and worse. And they want to remove the requirement to talk about certain figures of color, like Cesar Chavez, Dolores mm-hmm. Puerta, and Frederick Douglass. They just want us to just not talk about, I mean, not like talk about, remove that requirement to talk about it. Technically, the TEKS are still, the curriculum is still there. They can't change anything about the curriculum, but it's in the bill language. So we're like, the bill can't affect the TEKS 
right now. So we don't know how that's going to work and how it's going to be implemented. Mm-hmm. But it's sending a clear message that you don't care about people calling this country and you're trying to whitewash and censor a curriculum because you want to keep yourselves in power. Two, and yeah. two, two things on that. Mm-hmm. A teak is like a standard in, for Texas mm-hmm. public mm-hmm. school. Not public school. Public school. Um, I don't know. I get confused about teeth since I didn't teach them, but just, I don't know, uh, some vocab, um, education, knowledge, something. Yeah. yeah. And then second thing, um, wait, shoot. What was I going to say? Um, I completely forgot. Well, (laughs) you when it's meant to be. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. But, um, yeah, I am personally really disappointed. But also, I'm like, nothing's going to change from these bills. Things are just going to continue and perpetuate. Oh. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Okay, wait. That kind of reminded me what I was going to say. I'm frustrated and tired, like I said, because I feel like finally Americans as a public were kind of, like, awakening to – our pasts and um, for white Americans, our whiteness and what that means. Um, And then they do this. I'm Mm -hmm. like, dude, we like just got to like where we needed to be like hundreds of years ago. And now you're doing this, like, shut up, like, leave us alone. Like, why can't you just let us get smarter? It's like the government literally wants us to be stupid. No, that's exactly what, like, I mean, and it's not explicitly happening that way, How? but it is because they are seeing us getting empowered. They see that their red state, Texas, is turning purple. Mm. They're losing their grip on power. So they need to make us, they need to dumb us down because they saw us docile. Yeah. No, they are losing their grip on power. This is why they're pushing all of these horrible bills. It's not just anti, uh, it's not just curriculum whitewashing bills. It's also like the voter suppression bills. Um, it's insane what they're trying to do with these bills, um, like open and carry, um, banning abortion. I mean, they're trying to completely undo everything and regress as a society because Trumpism and, oh, my God, we need to appeal to the super right wingers because that's they're the only ones keeping us in power. Yeah. So this is what we got to do. And but we're seeing this. So we need to not be disheartened because this is actually yeah. a good sign. They're scared. That means we're doing something right mm-hmm. as a population and as teachers and educators. And um, that makes me think, so we know what CRT is and we know what the bills are trying to do. Why is it important to talk about CRT in school? Like, what does that look like? How do you, how do we do that? I what mean, thoughts? like this, I mean, I think we're, we're like, some of the perfect people to talk about this because look, I mean, we're social studies teachers. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, it's in our embedded in our curriculum. So it's like, I have to teach about, um, I'm trying to think, okay, like imperialism, right? And in some way, like with the, the curriculum that's given to us, like imperialism is like European countries going, or st- actually de- real definitions, like st- quote unquote, stronger countries going to weaker countries and taking the resources. Mm-hmm. And then, but I have to add in all the other stuff to be like, what gives them, what do you think gave them, not the right, but made them think they had the right to go into those countries and literally violently take everything from them? You know, like what's going to make them think? So I have to make, I have to talk about racism, racism and add in my own mm-hmm. resources and stuff like that to kind of like teach it to them that way. Because like imperialism didn't just happen like, oh, like might as well do it. Like things were justifying 
these people to go into these countries and be as violent as they did. Mm-hmm. So like, I have to go ahead and do all those added type of stuff. And so like, what did you do for theory of knowledge to talk about it? Um, we talked about, we had lessons on race and racism. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was no, like, I didn't try to like finesse it or like, I don't know. Um, toss it in there without being explicit like the lesson was like the my slide was like race yeah objective race you had like more freedom you really were allowed Mm. to sweat and so we you know we talked about frederick blumenbach and we talked about um race as a social construct and um like why racism was created and um the hierarchy and we watched that vox video that's amazing and just talked about um you know like what it really is definitions and experiences with it and definitely like no one was excited to talk about race and racism because they were like we always talk about this like it's so boring but I I tried to you know do it from another um angle and like tried to not be preachy about it but like this is this is, I don't know. These are the tenants you need to understand. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not me coming in and telling you um, to not be prejudiced, which obviously is true. <laughs> but like, because I think they get a lot of um, speechy type conversations about race and racism that I don't know are not interesting. I guess. Um, and yeah, and I think it's meaningful. Because- yeah, like, I feel like a lot of times race and racism is discussed as a thing in the past. And yeah. so they are talked about, like, things like, okay, this thing happened in the past, and then look what's happening right now. See how it's what it's how it's affecting us right now. Mm-hmm. And when they see themselves in the lesson, in some way, they're like, oh. So, like, when I talked about imperialism, I not only talked about, like, oh, look, why are they going to those countries and doing it? Like, they're racist. It's I also t- made them type in their addresses in a website that tie them to which native land they're living on. That's awesome. Right I love that website. Yeah. So I'm like, y'all, imperialism's happening. I mean, technically right now. I mean, yeah. we are we are taking research from a country that was not originally ours. Like the only people truly indigenous to this country are native indigenous people, you know, from these tribes. So we are here right now. So it's like teaching it from that angle, like that's what's important. And like yeah. these anti-curriculum watching, I mean, these curriculum watching white girls would make that for me, harder. However, I'm in a great school that will let me do that. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be allowed in other schools. So yeah, like it just, I mean, already our curriculum is already so whitewashed. So it's always up in the, in the end when it comes to critical race theory, it's always usually up to the teachers to talk about it. Yeah. They're the ones who are going to add in all of that extra stuff, you know, talking about like, manifest destiny but also talk about the indian removal act right and how that affected indigenous people so you have to like add on yeah all those other stuff yeah to talk about it. So we understand the situation of native indigenous people today who um, is the, yeah. the most worst off demographic out of any other demographic yes right yes and yeah yeah um also i think that okay just thought of a better way to explain what i was trying to say about like not being preachy with the race and racism lessons mm-hmm. like um there's a lot of talk about like um, racist jokes and like words, slurs mm. that you can't say, mm. but not like why yeah, um, or like where they come from. So that's like where I tried to come at it from. Not um, 
you can't be racist because um, it's inappropriate, which also you can't be racist if you're not white um, because you don't have institutional power to be racist. You can be racially mm-hmm. prejudiced. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, instead of coming at it like you can't make racist jokes because, you know, like there are rules against that at school. It was like, why are racist jokes problematic? Where do they come from? Um, and kind of showing students and anybody who wants to learn about this, like you are just falling into the trap of racism. Like you are doing exactly what it was created to make you do. And you are perpetuating, Mm -hmm. um, racism. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, we have to, we have to make people come to those conclusions somehow in order to stop it. And we're not trying to like, teach about racism, racism, be like, oh my God, you are inherently racist. You're an evil, bad person. How dare you? We're like, oh, hey, you have a, a racial bias. Like all of us. Everyone has it. All reflect and address it. But like, why do we have it? Why uh-huh. do we have it? How can we change it? Like, no one's trying to make anyone feel bad um, because that's not helpful. Yeah. I think, and that's a lot of times the white reaction is like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, I didn't own any slaves. My family didn't own any slaves. Like my family, like a few generations back, my family were immigrants to this country. Like that's, nobody's trying to say like, you need to like take the blame for slavery. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's the reality of living in white America? Mm -hmm. And like, how do you, how do you navigate that? And how do you unlearn like your racism? Because everyone has it. See, and that's what's sad about, like, conversations like this, because, like, we're talking about, you know, systems that are literally ruining the livelihood of people, especially black and brown people, Mm -hmm. black and brown indigenous people. And then we're more concerned with the feelings of white people, of white people. There's many people who are struggling with poverty and death. I mean, environmental racism, like, they literally are drinking water with lead. And we're going to be more focused on how Timmy feels. That's, that's, a, that's not a good, why are we, and there you go. There's the racism playing right there in front of us. We're prioritizing yeah. white feelings again. Which, yeah. Which also makes me think of like uh, microaggressions and stuff. Things like, mm-hmm. why can't I say um, like you speak English so well, or like you sound so eloquent or like, what'd you do to your hair? Or I wish I was as tan as you, or like, like you're so exotic whatever stuff like that like why can't I say stuff like that I think it's really interesting to learn about why you know I like appreciate learning about my mistakes and why I shouldn't say certain things or why certain things are offensive but even if you don't enjoy learning about stuff like that um it's really like just not that hard to not say some stuff Uh, like like you tell I, kids that can't say fuck, just like don't the say people, exotic. Exactly. The people it's who are really not that hard. You didn't experience racism, so like this is really nothing. Just yeah. don't say a word. Just like I don't mean, do one thing. I don't understand what like people want to argue against it. Like, I mean, people are literally being affected by these comments negatively, and they're saying stop. And you're just like, because you can't find a reason why to stop right at that moment. You're just gonna continue. It's like literally me saying, oh. My name is Zena, but I prefer that you call me Zen. And it's like, no, your name is Zena, so I'm going to call you Zen. It's like, no, 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 it's a preference of mine. Please don't. 
Like it's about respect. It's just about respect. Exactly. Even if you don't understand or don't want to understand, can't you just care enough about other human beings? Just stop. We told you to stop. To have some boundaries. And there's like, again, white supremacy playing a part again because you're so entitled. Like it's all about you and your feelings and what makes you comfortable, you know? And you can even apply all of this in this argument to like how people are just so annoyed about like, gender pronouns or not gender pronouns but like um people choosing not to identify with either gender and people choosing to be non-binary and we're always like but why don't you just just identify she it's like it doesn't matter like okay fine it can be complicated to understand but don't try to argue about how someone wants to identify why you don't have to understand to respect somebody is the thing yeah you don't have to understand go figure it on your own time but just respect it i think we should talk about that um on learning like gender norms and the gender binary another day no yeah there's um, that. also wait since we're on a total tangent i think that we should pick our um like number one reasons we think crt is important to learn in school Oof. or just like how would you how would you sum up why it's important um i think it's really important to teach about critical race theory in classrooms um, because it not only helps us understand a problem and how to potentially address a problem, but it also teaches people to understand that people are not inherently deficient or insufficient or deserving of their situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's outside factors and things that are out of their control. And there are things that we can do as privileged people to help. And also it, mm-hmm. it just spreads kindness. Yeah. No one's blaming people empathy. individuals anymore. It's about it creates empathy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's important. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think I agree with you, obviously. For me, the main reason it's important to learn critical race theory in school is because it's what takes education from the surface level of here's what you need to know. Um to a deeper level of learning that's um, here's how you can think like here are lenses through which to learn and here's how you play a role in this and here's how you can change things that you think need to be changed I just think it changes education from like learning stuff to like empowering students exactly and empowering all all students all white included okay like everyone gets empowered it's empowering to every single individual when you learn about this like we're not trying to make no one's trying to make anyone feel guilty or bad or terrible that is not the goal unite us that's the goal (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, it's feeling inevitable feelings of guilt are going to come up, but we no one it can't control your feelings. Yes. You know, that's not our priority right now. But it's also it, like okay to be upset sometimes. Like mm-hmm. if if you're never challenged emotionally in school, like you're clearly not learning that much. Exactly. I like that. I like that. That's really good. If you're not emotionally, yeah, you need to be going through some emotions. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I remember in college, I was like, oh, my God, every single day I was losing it. And that's what I want my kids to experience in their classrooms, like to be mind blown all the time. Yeah. 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 And then just a reminder, 
critical race theory is simply the fact that race is a social construct and racism is more than prejudice. It is systems and institutions that we need to understand to dismantle and rebuild in a better way. Exactly. And that's nothing to be afraid of. See, I hope some Texas legislators (laughs) listen to our podcast. (laughs) You hear me? Oh my gosh. Don't be scared of CRT. Governor Abbott, stop being so scared. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we will have an episode very much, probably most likely next week. Um, And it's always a surprise. We love to to see what happens. But I'm thinking we need one on race and racism. We need one on intersectionality. And we need one on um, like the uh, gender norms, gender binary, stuff like that. Yes. So one of those will be next 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 weekend. And I will be in Texas and you will still be in California Saturday. Next, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I will see you in person August second. Yeah, can't wait. All right, cool. All right, let's end this recording. Thank you for listening. <laughs>